Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview, Great Falls, offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. Smart journalism. Fascinating topics. Words that describe CNN's podcast, The Assignment with Audie Cornish. We are revisiting the public school culture wars. What have we learned from the kids who fought against book bans? We really started the club to get students reading these books. Students have an opinion in this fight, too. How has the war over books sparked a backlash to the so-called parents' rights movement? It's not okay what they're doing, and they're being watched. Listen to The Assignment with Audie Cornish. Streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids like yours, and all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. From football playoffs to basketball madness, TCL Roku TVs are the best way to stream your favorite live sports. With all the biggest sports channels, a sports zone with all available games in one place, and apps like iHeartRadio with sports podcasts such as The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Cheering on your favorite team has never been easier. A big screen TCL Roku TV offers premium picture and sound quality, so you'll feel like you're right in the action. Find the perfect TCL Roku TV for you today at Amazon.com. Wake up, wake up. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed, we want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? This is Sean from Fort Lauderdale. Hey, Sean, what's up? Get it off your chest. Um, I was listening to what I was talking about when it came down to the taser. Yes, sir. And when it comes down to the taser, it can be deadly force just because if that person's not trained with it, they can use that as deadly force. Now, normal taser takes like at least five seconds, and then they actually deactivate. But the longer that you keep holding that trigger, you can really hurt somebody. And if you decapitate a police officer, you can go ahead and take their guns and do whatever. So that definitely justifies the deadly force. Well, yeah, I think he was running away, though. Like, his back was him. He was running away. But he pointed the taser at the police officer. Yeah, he pointed it. Mm. from a How far of a distance, like, can you shoot a taser from that far away? 25 feet. So how far was he? Because I feel like his back was turned. He was running. Plus he turned away. Now once he turned away, taser, no taser. He, what if he had a gun and he turned and he turned away to the police officer with a gun in his hand? Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, well, they knew it was a they knew it was a taser because he got it from the cops. Yeah, but how did, exactly? So how, how are you going to take a, a taser from a cop, right? And then run away and then turn around. And not think a cop is not going to go ahead and shoot you. Are you a police officer? 
Yes. Okay, so so you know okay. what the deadly yeah. force of a taser. Now I'm just asking because okay. I, I honestly don't know, and that's why I was asking. I mean, I got hit with a taser one time, and the force of that taser put definitely put me on my ass. But I would just say, you know, it just seems strange because I thought they used the deadly the taser not as deadly force as a, a as an option. You know, police officers are trained to use a taser, but it's not for deadly force. But if it's in the hands of somebody else that is not trained, you can definitely do some damage. Like that taser, like can go go in somebody's eye and stuff like that. Okay. Depending as far as where you point it. Okay. Well, thank you for, for checking in, brother. Not a problem, boss. You be safe out there. Hello, who's yo, this? Yo, 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 yo. Yeah, we can hear yo, you, Clara. Yo, yo. Hey, hey, Charlemagne. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I'm a married man. I'm about not, about, about, not about to have no phone sex with you on this damn radio. Oh, I got you. I got you stuttering over there, girl. Yeah, Dang. just hey, you me phone got him sex. Stuttering. Well, get it off your chest, Trav. No, no, that's my equipment messing up. <laughs> What's oh, up? hey. What's up, <laughs> His equipment's messed yeah, equipment's up. What's up, Trav? <laughs> listen, I'm calling to talk about, listen, girls got to stop thinking that they man is gay over the littlest things. Like, girls have a problem showing me pictures of their man after they think he's gay or telling me. This girl yesterday gonna say that her man like to sleep naked on his stomach with the like age with the, age, <laughs> like the <laughs> with the fan blowing on him and she tells her is that gay I said because he like a little cool breeze on his butt how does that make him gay it's hard to sleep on your stomach though I sleep on my stomach all the time. How, how, well Trav you are you... gay <laughs> in all fairness that is a fact Trav <laughs> You know what, you, you got a point. Now I got to go tell her that her man might be gay. He, he might be gay. There you have it. Damn it, man. Mystery solved. Bye, Trav. Hello, who's this? Hi, this is Rebecca. Hey, Rebecca, get it off your chest. Um, I have a lot to get off my chest. Well, I just had a newborn baby like 24 days ago. Congratulations. Yes. Thank you, um, but I'm experiencing postpartum preeclampsia at the moment, so it's sending me into a, a little downward. Oh. Yeah, so, you know, and then now I have, like, four children, so I kind of need, like, the extra help because I was in the hospital due to it. Do you have your parents around or your husband around? Um, I'm not married, and my mom is around, but she's really a traveler, so I see her here and there. Okay, is there any way that somebody could watch the baby at least for the weekend, and, and, and you just, you know, kind of just take a spa day, relax, and even if it's just, you know, stay at a local hotel where you could just unwind and get some rest, is there anybody that can do that for you? Um, yes, it's my grandmother and my twin sister. Let's see if they can do that for you. You know what I mean? That way you can reset, you can kind of get a massage, and you can just kind of get a restart and reset in your life, and then you, you, you get back to it on Monday, you know? Yeah. You know, because I know it's difficult. You got four kids, and, mm -hmm. and every kid is pulling you in every direction, and then you got the baby, and the baby wants formula. The baby's not allowing you to sleep because the baby's not sleeping. So I know it can get a lot. So uh, just try to get a, you know somebody to help you out, just at least for the weekend, so you could just reset. You turn your phone off, you get some sleep, and just just try to start over for for the work week. Yeah, so you know, just need a little help. Yes, you need a break. Stuff. And then what I what, what we'll do is we'll um take your address, and then um I'm sure Charlemagne got a couple of books up here. I got uh, my book up here, and then we'll send you some some literature so you can do some reading and just relax. Some self care items, maybe you know, Absolutely. some nice lotions, a little something you could. Treat yourself at home. Okay, that'll be great. All right. 
Yes. Don't let it stress you out. We love you. Thank you. Hold on, all right? I'm going to get your address. We're going to send that stuff to you. Okay. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, you can hit us up. We got rumors on the way? Yes. And according to reports, who stole $100,000 from Wendy Williams' account? Ran up that bill before it got frozen. Charlemagne. What the hell happened to him? He was just there. All right. No, I wasn't saying Charlemagne stole the money. I was finding I out. I thought you was. were. No, I was no, like, no. wow. I was okay. Like, I was seeing where you were. Tell was. it, why don't you? No. <laughs> oh, my goodness. You guys. All right. It's the rumors up next. is The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Are you all about the NBA action? You've got to try Pick Six, the newest fantasy app from DraftKings, an official partner of the NBA. Right now, new customers can earn a 100% instant deposit matchup to $100 in Pick 6 credits when you deposit $5 or more. Getting started is simple. Just download the DraftKings Pick 6 app and sign up with code BREAKFAST. Pick at least two players and choose if they'll have more or less of a stat, like will they score more or less than 30 points, or have more or less than 8 assists. Lock them in and compete against others for a shot at huge cash prizes. Download the DraftKings Pick 6 app now and get started with code BREAKFAST. New customers can earn a 100% instant deposit matchup to $100 in Pick 6 credits when you deposit $5 or more. Only on DraftKings Pick 6 with code BREAKFAST. The crown is yours. One offer per new customer. Minimum $5 deposit to receive a match of up to $100 in Pick 6 credits. Non-withdrawable and valid for Pick 6 use only. Expire after 180 days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18 plus in most eligible states. Age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Pick six not available in all states. For up-to-date list of states, visit dkng.co slash pick six states. Void where prohibited. See terms at picksix.draftkings.com slash promos. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview, Great Falls, offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, CNN's chief medical correspondent, and this is Chasing Life. Three out of four U.S. adults are considered overweight or have obesity. 75% of Americans. Dr. Fatima Cody-Stanford. Our weight is one factor that plays a role in our health. But by itself, it doesn't give us the full story of who we are. We have to look at our full person. Listen to Chasing Life, streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation blogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O.
There's plenty to celebrate in March and craft month with the perfect pizza at home class from craftsy and anytime is right to listen to iheart radio's iheart country radio discover more shows and movies for free morning everybody it's dj nv angela yee charlamagne the guy we are the breakfast club Let's are we get- sure yes we are are we sure we sure we sure everything good i think we're good mike's working I think everything's okay. working All good. Right. Let's make it show. All right, let's All get right. to the rumors. Let's talk Wendy Williams. Listen up. This just in. All the gossip. Gossip. The rumor report. Gossip. With Angela. Angela Yee. It's the rumor report. The Breakfast Club. All right, well, according to reports and according to the U.S. Sun, Wendy Williams' son, Kevin, charged $100,000 to her Amex card before Wells Fargo froze her accounts. Now, Kevin has released a statement. And he gave this statement to the U.S. Sun. He said, I vehemently deny any allegations of unauthorized use of my mother's Amex card. This is a false narrative perpetuated to justify freezing her accounts. So not sure what's wrong or what's right here, but, you know, charging that money. But how can they say it's wrong if, if just like my daughter uses my card and I say, yo, go buy this or buy that. And if there was a problem, then I would say it was a problem. Wendy would have said it's a problem. That's still her money. That's her family's money. They can't decide who uses that money and who doesn't. According to this quote-unquote source, you know, there were several red flags ahead of the accounts accounts being frozen. That was one of them. And they said that Kevin was demanding that Wendy's advisor pay the bill instead of Wendy, this source claimed. Kevin Jr. is saying that's not true. Now, don't get it twisted. Wendy don't yeah, look I, I highly doubt but, it. Hmm? I highly doubt he did that without her permission. Yeah. It doesn't I seem highly right. doubt yeah, it. That doesn't seem right. All right, now Usher is responding to Diddy's R&B is dead proclamation. And here is uh, what he had to say during an interview with Bevelations. Or even like Puff saying, you know, R&B is dead. He sounds nuts to me. <laughs> it, sound, it, sound, it sounds crazy. I'm looking at what I think is getting ready to happen between Puff and JD, you know, uh, in Atlanta to celebrate the music. Yo, y'all don't live without R&B. Neither one of y'all. Nope. So, so, you know, yeah, yeah, if it's a thirst trap moment or either, you know what I'm saying, uh, you trolling, yo, man, keep that shit in the comment section. I'm not f***ing with none of that. Okay. Okay, Usher. <laughs> I should get spicy. Hey, listen. <laughs> Hello? Hello? Yeah. Can you hear me? Oh, yeah. I, I, I agree with Usher. You can't declare a whole genre uh, of music dead just because... You know, your particular single may not be doing what you want it, want it to do. Like, I know Diddy's promoting his record uh, with Bryson Tiller. Correct. I don't know how it's doing or how it's not doing, but uh, it feels like, you know, it's just promotion for, for that single. But to me. But the problem with that is, is that record, in my opinion, ain't necessarily R&B. It's more poppy to me. It's not really. It's really? Not, uh, poppy. Yeah, it's, it's, it's very up-tempo. It's, I don't know. It doesn't well, seem- that, well, you know what? That, well, coming from a DJ, that's a great uh, that's a great thing to say, and, and I I would say that to Puff if you know if I had a conversation with him, I'd be like, look, you know, you saying R and B is dead, but you don't necessarily have an R and B record out just because you have an R and B singer on a record doesn't make it R and B. Whoa, 
Damn. I think Puff cut his mic off. Puff definitely cut his mic off. I All didn't right. even think he was on Revolt anymore. What just happened? I don't know. <laughs> All right, and Capitol Records has cut ties with that AI rapper we just played for y'all yesterday, FN Mika. Now, Envy, you said it was trash. Mm-hmm. And according These to people, the statement... Yeah, you back, Charlamagne. Go ahead. Yes, uh, Capitol they, they, Records... They, they, they just cut me off. ...said in a statement provided to Complex, we offer our deepest apologies to the black community for our insensitivity in signing this project without asking enough questions about equity and the creative process behind it. We thank those who have reached out to us with constructive feedback in the past couple of days. Your input was invaluable as we came to the decision to end our association with the project. Here is... Uh, the music, this AI rapper, was an amalgamation of gross stereotypes, appropriative mannerism that derived from black artists, complete with slurs infused in lyrics. That's what this open letter to Capitol Records said. The artist was Takashi 69 It seems like they were playing off of Takashi. Play, play a clip of it. Ask a question. How do you, how, well, first of all, how do you drop an AI rapper? Do you just turn the computer off? Is that, that number one? Yes. That's what you do? Yep. Reboot. And I'm, I'm so, I'm, I'm, what, I got to reboot? No, I'm saying you reboot the no, no, my guy. Just keep talking. Oh, and and I'm and I'm so I'm so confused because like I saw it and I mean it looks just racially ambiguous to me. I didn't think he was white or black. I just thought it was AI. But when you say that envy, I'm like, oh, that was a a, a six nine clone, I guess. That's what it sounded like. And and he's AI, so he's mimicking a rapper. So he had all the stereotypical tropes of a rapper in this era, right? The chains, the dreads, the mm -hmm. tats. So who's so who's who's really at fault here? Is it the, the the people who created the AI, or is it you know the the rappers he's marrying? Because if he can't use it, six nine can't use it either, right? So where's the petition to um say <laughs> six nine can't use the N word or any of these guys? These I don't know. I don't even know what you call these people. I'm about to say racially ambiguous. I don't know what 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 is six nine's race. He's Mexican. I think he's Mexican. So so nobody who's black, if you're a rapper, if you're you can't use the N word if you're not black. Just mean? ask it. No, I mean, I mean, it is what it is. It, I don't think it's right. Like, you know, what's a slur for a Mexican person? If a black person says that, then they cancel. Then it's over. Then it's a wrap. But I'm I, listen. I'm with you, I'm with but you, I'm just I mean, saying, why are we not keep? Why are we not keeping the same energy for the real rappers? If you're if you're telling me that this is a clone of Six Nine, which now that well, you said, I can see it. it how come like people it, aren't writing letters? Yeah, that's how not what it's supposed letters to. The labels to that's not what it's supposed to be. That's what it sounds like. But they're not saying this is a clone of Six Nine. We're just noticing oh. that as they put together this virtual rapper based off of all of these things, it does sound like six nine. Regardless, it sounds trash to me. Yeah, and and, and listen, I'm not about to sit here and defend the AI rapper because I truly don't care. But an AI rapper using the N word isn't because he's racist; it's because whoever created the AI is mi is mimicking rappers and Correct. using the N word is what rappers do in their music. Well, so if you don't like it to yeah. me. Yeah, so if you don't like it to me, this is a classic example of 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 the mirror effect. Like, damn, you might be looking at what you do. Yeah, I mean, and maybe you need to change. I'm sure the AI rapper, what they did was got all the information of what sells. You know, dreads, tats mm -hmm. on the face, the type of music that this, that, and the other, and they mimic what they believe sells. This, this, like they this show the language, him getting this the, this the language rappers use. They Correct. show him getting beaten by a cop in a jail cell because he won't snitch. See, you know, they also have him. Um, Fabricating police brutality. That's what people think hip hop is, or what yeah. our culture is. That's they show him getting beat, beaten mm -hmm. up by a cop. That's our fault. That's the culture's fault because mm -hmm. the culture has accepted that for so long. So now people think that's what you know hip hop is. So that's what they're mimicking. Right. That's our fault. It's the, it's the mirror effect. If you don't like it, you got to take a good hard look at the whole culture. Well, take, you got to demand the whole culture change. Well, take whatever you got out your mouth, bro. You got to say what are you chewing on. Man, shut up.
Shut up. See, oh. if they did an AIU, it'd just be gay. And you would too. You would be on my back. <laughs> <laughs> or I'd be on your back. <laughs> just, be, just be a gay envy. Like, well, that's not really gay envy. That's just envy. Oh, my goodness. All right. Well, that is your rumor report. We got front page news next. What are we talking about? Yes, we'll talk about a former Troy University football player who has filed a lawsuit against an ex-teammate and three coaches. We'll tell you what happened to him. It's awful. All right. Now, we were talking that uh, R&B is dead. A lot of people haven't heard the Diddy and Bryson Tiller record. We'll play a little bit of it now, and then we'll get into front page news. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Samsung's new Galaxy Z Flip 4 and Z Fold 4 are foldable. Self-standing phones that let you capture hands-free selfies. Pre-order the Galaxy Z Flip 4 or Z Fold 4 at Samsung.com. Now to get a free storage upgrade in case. Valid August 10th through August 25th, 2022. See terms and We're welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It's called Point Game with John Wall and CJ Teledano. It's an insider's look at the NBA and the coaches surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick in the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give us his unique perspective on the hottest topics in the league and tell the best behind-the-scenes stories from his time in the NBA. CJ will be bringing his A-list comedian buddies to keep it light and fire off some hoop takes. Plus, John will be inviting current and former NBA players, friends, and teammates to join the show as well to give their unfiltered accounts of what really goes on in the league from a player's perspective. So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Teledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview, Great Falls, offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Zikazoo is moderated by real live people who review content before it's posted on the feed. (laughs) I especially love the dance challenges. So much fun. Oh, and there's no comments or messaging, so you don't get any of that negativity that's all over other social networks. All my friends love it. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Uh, that's great, but I wouldn't be doing Zigazoo if it wasn't fun. She would not be doing it if I didn't think her data was safe. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids! (laughs) Download the Zigazoo app today. There's plenty to celebrate in March and
National Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. That apply. See, I'm confused. Is that r and I, I consider that poppy. Well, not poppy, well, you know what I mean? Pop music. Well, I feel like R&B well, is well, kind of pop because well, it is popular music. Well, I was... I would say a salute to Diddy, but you can't declare a whole genre of music dead because, you know, your single may not be doing what you want it to do. Because as Envy said earlier, you know, and as you're saying right now, this record isn't really R&B. So to if you're gonna, you got to be the change you want to see in the world, right? <laughs> you got to make an R&B record. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get into some front page news. Where we starting, Yeezy? All right. Well, a former Troy University football player has filed a lawsuit against his ex-teammate and three coaches. He said he was abused while on the team. Now, they're not using the name of the player because of being a victim of um, sexual assault, but the suit uh, contends that he was bullied because of the perception that he was homosexual. He was laying on his stomach on the floor of the player's lounge watching a football game on his phone when he felt excruciating pain as a pool cue was shoved into his anus. What? According to the lawsuit, a video circulated on social media showing the assault, which occurred as others watched and laughed, according to this suit. Now the They've former been watching player, that too much in too deep. Remember form, that movie in too yes. deep with LL Cool J? That was my friend Gano who that happened to. I was remember that part. Um, now the three coaches knew about the abuse and did nothing to stop it, according according to this lawsuit. And so the alleged abuse occurred under the previous coaching staff as well. Can you imagine that? You just laying there watching. And then somebody films that, and then it circulates on social media, and no one does anything? I'm telling you, people play too much. I just read a story about uh, in India, this guy had to have a can, no, a red cup removed from his butt because his friend stuck a red cup up his butt as a prank. I, just, I think it was a metal cup. I seen that story. Yeah, plastic. Um, no, it couldn't just... be no metal cup envy. They said it was some type of metal cup, I thought. Um, how do you get a metal cup up your rectum? Um, no, it couldn't have been metal. I thought it was a red plastic cup. You sure? Because a, a red plastic cup would, would break. It would crumple. But it would be easier to shove up no, there. What, I what think kind of conversation are we having right cup? now, man? Come on, stop it. <laughs> what do you, we're having a conversation about things that are happening in the world. It ain't our fault. These people crazy. <laughs> Let me just Google metal cup and butt. Let me see what pops up. Go ahead. Whoa. All right. Now, former Whoa. Louisville Metro Police Department Detective Kelly Goodlett pleaded guilty to a felony conspiracy charge in federal court yesterday. That's the first officer who would be convicted for their role in the deadly 2020 raid on Breonna Taylor's home. Now, Goodlett resigned from the police department on August 5th, which is the day after the U.S. Department of Justice announced federal charges against her and three other Louisville police officers. And so, according to the DOJ, they alleged that Goodlett, along with her partner, Joshua Jaynes, knowingly provided false information to a judge in order to secure the search warrant for Taylor's apartment. The two falsely claimed they had verified with the U.S. Postal Inspector that Brianna Taylor's ex-boyfriend, who was the subject of a narcotics investigation, was getting packages delivered to Brianna Taylor's home. So, that was false, false, false. Mm -hmm. And now she has... Um, yeah, she'll be sentenced uh, November 21st. All right. That is your front page news. And it was a metal cup, like I said. Oh, uh, you still looking oh, at it? Oh, it was a metal cup. It was a metal cup. Mm -hmm. hey, can, 
I, I, I want to say, too, you know, today um, Joe Biden is expected to announce a $10,000 student loan forgiveness program today. Mm -hmm. And that was a campaign promise that he kept that he would erase 10000 in student loan debt for everyone. I wish they would get rid of all of them just like they did PPP loans. But this is better than nothing. And it's a kept campaign promise if he does it. So uh, I, I hope that goes through for everybody that's struggling with student loan debt out there. Absolutely. And I believe it's for if you make, what's it, less than 150000 or something like that? Oh, one twenty-five. You said. All right. What he said. All right. Well, that is your front page news. All right. When we come back, Sarita Stibe will be joining us. She's running for U.S. Senate of Louisiana, and she has a story. At nineteen years old, she was uh, sentenced to one hundred and twenty months in federal prison for mm -hmm. uh, stealing a car. And she's going to break it down. She had to do her time. She came out, and now she's running for U.S. Senate of Louisiana. And we're going to talk to her when we come back and all the things that she's doing. Would you imagine 19 years having to serve like nine years, 10 years in prison for stealing a car? Well, she talks about it. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We got a special guest in the building. She's running for U.S. Senate of Louisiana, Sarita Stibe. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me. Good morning. Did I say your name right? Absolutely. Okay. Nice welcome. Welcome. <laughs> Now, I actually met Sarita through my uh, my good friend, Topeka Sam, and the two of you collaborate on a lot of different projects together. Yes, absolutely. So let's talk about your background, and I think um, people need to hear your story. We were actually in New Orleans, and when I tell you we went out to eat at Murrow's, and she had people at the table crying just talking about her, her story and how she's gotten to where she is now. Yeah, so a little bit about me um, and my story, it starts probably really early on in childhood I had experiences with abuse throughout my life and by the age of 19 it kind of led me um, to a path where I felt like I was really angry and upset all of the time and just really caused me to make a lot of bad decisions irrespective of like where I was in my life so I was on a full scholarship to Xavier University in New Orleans on phys in physics and engineering and in the United States Navy um, but by the time I was 19 I found myself in prison so I was sentenced to 10 years in federal prison, 20 years in state prison, $1.9 million in restitution, all for the um, same crime. Well, you, what did you do? So my charge was a use of fire to commit a felony. Uh, we stole cars from a car dealership and blew the car dealership up. What? <laughs> okay, so you stole cars from the car dealership. Yeah. How many cars? I think we were charged with six. Um, and then why did you blow up the car dealership? Because one of my co-defendants thought his face was on the camera, that he could be caught, and that was the first thing that we thought of, you know, to cover your track. Smart. You know, well, I mean, well, smart, but I would, I would have thought, no, I would have thought the same thing. Now, let me At ask the you age of 19. And, Envy, I'm going to say this is interesting because we had this debate the other day mm -hmm. about when people do things as a youth when they're young and they make these huge mistakes in their life and how forgiving people should be of that once, you know, they do go to jail or... Is there some type of rehab that can happen without jail? So I definitely do not think that jail is rehabilitative. You know, um, how much time I think did you serve? Nine years and two months. Wow. For a crime that normally would have held about three years, um, but because I was sentenced um, in the federal system and I was um, sentenced under mandatory minimums, you know, that's a big thing across the country right now. People who are doing obscene amount of time because of mandatory minimums. That was my case. So my judge had no discretion. I didn't have priors. You know, or anything like that, but that was my mandatory minimum. And then one of the things that I'm working with um, Topeka now on is that I had restitution as well. Mm -hmm. um, so I was sentenced under the Mandatory Victims Restitution Act, which made it 
um, necessary or like the judge also didn't have any leniency to go either way that it had to impose restitution. So that is how I ended up with the 10 years in the federal system, $1.9 million in restitution. And then the state came in and said, hey, we want to charge you with a part of the crime in the state as well. Mm-hmm. And that was how I got the 20 years in the state. So I was going to ask, so for most people don't know, and this and this is what really irks me when it comes to a lot of this stuff. So when you stole the vehicles, why did you steal them? Money. To, to sell them? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So now, and this is why I say this always bothers me, because you get a lot of kids and that yourself, teenagers, they steal these cars and they get two, three thousand dollars a car. How much would you get in a car at that time? About twenty. Twenty thousand dollars a car, and you sell it to a guy that's selling it and probably getting seventy, eighty thousand dollars a car. Absolutely. But that person that was selling it for seventy, eighty thousand dollars and shipping them overseas and getting the big dollars, he was never caught. No, and you know, <laughs> I was listening to uh, DMX and Rough Riders a lot around that time. Mm-hmm. So Eve had this amazing song called "Ride or Die Chick." Ride or Die Chick. Yeah, mm-hmm. I really believe that. You know, mm-hmm. in my head at the time. And I, you know, we didn't cooperate, didn't talk about it, didn't say anything about it because I felt like if you had evidence on the person, you could get it, you know, whatever. But not even realizing like the um, level of preying people do on young kids mm-hmm. and you're, you know, that they're in hard situations or tough situations. So, like, my story was that I was in the military. At that time, I was making $410 every two weeks. But I was already, you know, had a car, had responsibilities. I went to my superiors in the Navy. I'm like, hey, I need to get another job. They're like, no, you know, just let everything go and you can get it back. And I was like, can't do that. Like, how am I drive? You know, at 19, I can't even comprehend letting my car go. Right. You know? And, um, and it really bothers me because, you know, especially, I mean, you, you know, now car thefts are sh- through the roof right now. Yeah, New Orleans is horrible. And, and mostly what they do is they get these, they prey on these 16-year-olds, 17-year-olds, and 18-year-olds, right? And usually because if they get caught... They come out right away, and then they can get back and doing it. And they pay these kids three to five thousand dollars a car. Now these these kids are stealing McLarens, Rolls Royces, Ferraris, Lamborghinis, Fords, Kias, and then they ship these cars overseas for thirty, forty, fifty thousand. But these kids are risking their life for three thousand dollars, and not just jail time because you run you run into the wrong house or you run into the wrong car, and somebody shoots at you and puts them in a bad predicament. And we was having this conversation on air. That was like I understand and I feel bad for these kids because. They're looking at it as, oh, this is a quick $3,000 flip. Somebody left their key fob, and I'm going to take it, you know, which is really sad. So what happened with the restitution? Because you owed 1.9. Did you have to pay that back? Or are you still paying it back? How does it work? So I paid on the restitution for 20 years um, on Trump's last day in office. Uh, same day that Lil Wayne got his pardon, I got a full presidential pardon um, as well. So it took away my restitution, um, the crime, the federal system, um, and it was wiped away. But I paid, I mean, the way the federal system is set up, you pay while you're incarcerated as well. So it's really your family paying. So from the time I stepped foot in prison to the time I stepped foot out, I paid for 20 years. So how do you feel about Donald Trump? Because, you know, a lot of people hate <laughs> Donald Trump and mm-hmm. you look at people like Little Wayne and you look at people like Kodak and yourself, you can't necessarily hate a man that freed you, right? Absolutely. But... Which was about to say. Oh, no, I was saying, mm-hmm. uh, but it was a presidential party and you were already out. Yes, okay. yes, yes. But he freed me from the sentence and the Correct. restitution and all that stuff, mm-hmm. right? Um, I think that God could use the devil to bless you. Mm. Um, I'm going to start there. And then there's a saying that says a, a broken clock can be right twice a day. Mm-hmm. Um, the other fallacy is that he gave me something. He did grant me a pardon, but every day since I have been out, um, I have worked. You know, um, to change laws, to liberate people, to 
really um, give back to a community that is always forgotten about. So I deserved it, you know. So um, for me, it was I just, you know, everything just coming full circle and a culmination, I felt like, of all of the work that I had been putting in over the last few years. So um, I do think that if I am working for people, it is my job to work with whoever I need to work with in order to get that get the things that my community needs. Did he ever try to come um, back out to you and try to use you to as a tool because he, he granted you this? Absolutely not. He does not um, talk about my pardon. Mm -hmm. He don't mention it, mention it at all. And, you know, he endorsed Senator Kennedy mm -hmm. in Louisiana. So, um, no, absolutely not. All right, we have more with Sarita Stab. When we come back, don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. ...that you had when you first got home. Yeah, the, the the simple explanation for me is definitely um, I feel like it's a calling, you know, that's been placed on my life. I am a very anybody who knows me, I'm real stubborn. I don't make um, decisions lightly or take things um, for granted that I have or the experiences that I have. But I remember right before I went to prison, I was having this argument. I felt like with God in the car. I literally walked out of church. It was Mardi Gras. I was 19 and I'm having a conversation with God and I hear him saying you need to be in church you need to listen you need to do this and in my mind I'm like no I'm 19 I want to party I want to drink I want to smoke weed I want to have fun and it was like this argument I felt like that I was having you know with God on my conscience or you know whatever and um that I feel like that disobedience caused me to be in prison for 10 years so I feel like my disobedience comes at a different cost so when I got this message about two years ago, it took me a while. You know, I tried to do everything in my power to convince myself that this is what I shouldn't be doing. I did a poll. I talked to people, all of these things. But I still came to the same conclusion that this was something that I needed to do. Um, over the last few years, I've definitely been working in the legislative space on a federal level and a state level. When I got out of prison, I couldn't go to college. Uh, I was denied the opportunity to go to college because there's also the box. Have you been convicted of a felony? on college applications. So I applied, I was denied. Two years later, I used the same exact application. The only change I made was I unchecked the box and I got in, I got scholarships. And you know, fundamentally that just didn't feel good. So after I graduated from college, I have a degree in clinical laboratory science. Um, I work in a hospital prior to opening my nonprofit. Um, we went back in and we were like, something has to change. So we passed legislation in the state of Louisiana in 2017 to remove the box off college um, applications oh. for purposes of admissions. And we made Louisiana the first state to do that. So since then, we've passed similar legislation in six other states, um, supporting advocates on the ground in those states to like change the laws and advocate um, for their community. Every year since 2017, I've passed at least one piece of legislation in the state of Louisiana, the Dignity Act. We passed the prime, primary caretaker legislation. A lot of those bills have been um, copied in places like California. Um, and on a federal level, we work to remove the question off of the Common App for students to apply who have mm -hmm. convictions. We um, were able to put inside of the COVID omnibus bill, we were able to slide some legislation that gave people who are incarcerated access to Pell Grants. Mm -hmm. um, so there's a lot of work that I've been doing to, you know, in the liberation of my people and trying to make sure that people who have made mistakes have access to the things that they need in order to begin to try to change their life. You said that you were listening to music. You were a heavy DMX fan and, and you were listening to Eve and Ride or Die and that's what you thought you should do. So how do you look at artists now and their music now? Because 
you know, people say, you know, it's just entertainment, but obviously it had a heavy influence on you. In Louisiana, the crime rate is through the roof, like Absolutely. a lot of our urban cities. So how do you look at music and things that, that the kids hear now? I think music, um, we cannot deny, has an effect on people. We talk about being creatives and making music and painting has like this healing effect mm -hmm. on a person, like getting out the things that they want to get out. But we also have to acknowledge and be aware and responsible for the messages that we are putting out that have the opposite effect. You know, everything in life has good intentions. Some have bad intentions, mm -hmm. but the intentionality is just the same. So I think that as a community, we have to push the narrative that this is entertainment. Mm -hmm. I think when I was growing up in the 90s, it wasn't being pushed as entertainment. It was being pushed as a way of life. Mm -hmm. So this was being fed to kids and, you know, teenagers like myself, like this is what you have to do in order to be here. And I think that that is one thing that I'm grateful for is through the evolution of music, we now begin to talk about it as if it's entertainment versus uh, a way of life. But it is so, too. You can't snitch, right? Because that's part of it also. <laughs> Seriously, though, because people look at you. So if you were to be like, look, this is the person that is in charge. But she was being it. preyed upon as a young teen. Right. That's, that's very But different. you also know that, too, that you can't tell because now what? After I done told who the real person is, now what happens to me? So I think the streets a long time ago were a lot different. I feel like now people, you know, um, are being, it's okay to tell. Like that culture has also changed too because mm -hmm. like, you know, 20, 30 years ago, a person would tell what happened and they would come up missing or they had some type of repercussions or consequences. Now it is not frowned upon. People are telling all the time. Um, <laughs> I don't know. It's just different, right? <laughs> But I, I think that what I had to do and reconcile for myself is like, while, you know, Envy pointed out, yeah, like I was being preyed upon, I was also raised to take responsibility, like for my actions. Yeah. So I was guilty. I did do what they said that I did. And I was going to serve my time. I pled guilty, you know, even though at the time I didn't even understand what I was pleading guilty to. Um, I pled guilty because I did exactly what they said that I did. Mm -hmm. I get that, but see, I, you also got to understand there's, there's a, an adult here, right? That even though you could say snitching and not snitching, I think a lot of it's bull****, but there's an adult here that finds young teens and says, this kid has no money. This kid is effed up. This kid has no schooling, no education, doesn't know, and just wants to get out. I can, I can prey on this kid and get him to do what I want him to do, and that's not right. No, and people could call that snitching or whatever, but but it's no different you, than it's abuse. It's no different it's, it's than um, thing, you know exactly. somebody being molested, somebody being Absolutely. sexually assaulted, because it man. takes the same level of person that is preying yes. on an individual. So in that sense, I you know Stitching totally out the window there. I like understand. A grown man coercing a, a kid to do something crazy. Absolutely, that's foul. It's not like y'all all say, "All right, we gonna do this crime together." And we do it. No, but you, had this, a, you had an adult that says. Hey, because why Why didn't an adult do it? The adult didn't do it because the adult knew better. But at the time, the person that's being preyed upon looks as the prey. You know, there's all type of like, you know, syndromes that are associated with like a person who is causing you to do, you know, incorrect things or things that you shouldn't be doing. You also see them as a savior in right. a lot of ways right. because, you know, the reason why they can offer kids $3,000 to do a thing. And this is not all kids because I didn't come from a socioeconomic background mm -hmm. associated with people who you think are in prison. My mom was a judge when I went to prison. Mm -hmm. You know, my dad was a supervisor at an oil refinery. So what led me to prison was trauma. It wasn't poverty. Mm -hmm. um, but 
people who are in poverty, people who don't own anything other than their Facebook page, and that's in debate whether they own it or not. The only thing that you feel like you have is your self-respect or your self-worth. Um, when somebody tries to take that from you, that is why kids feel like I can take someone's life in the commission of this. Judge though, absolutely. And your mom, I, I'm, your, I, and I'm, <laughs> we can talk about it now. Your mom didn't try to turn, like make some moves because she's a judge. So she did. Um, my mom. Shout out to my mom. Her birthday's tomorrow. Um, Happy birthday, mama. She um, definitely did. She did everything in her power to like extricate me from this system. But when she talks about it from her point of view, she felt like they were more harsh on me because of who she was. Mm. And then if you also think about it, like we're from the South, you know, um, there's this air of, you know, people of color shouldn't be doing certain things. So she feels like a lot of what I went through was because of who she was, right. you know? All right, we have more with Sarita Stab When we come back, she's running for U.S. Senate of Louisiana, so don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne Tha Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Sarita Stab. She's running for U.S. Senate of Louisiana. Yee? I want to talk about this school because, like you said, you don't really talk about the things that you have implemented and done, but you've also helped other people become... Uh, what is it, lab technicians? Or, yeah. Uh, yeah. Can yeah, you yeah. talk about that a little bit? Because I just saw that recently another class graduated. Yes. So that is one of like something that I'm extremely proud of. So when I started going back to school, I wanted to go to medical school. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it was naivete or what it was, but I just knew I was going to go to school <laughs> and be a doctor. Mm -hmm. um, but when I got on the path and the journey of doing my undergrad degree and I found out about clinical laboratory science, that's what my degree is in, um, I kind of fell in love with it and I was like, okay, I'm going to get a working degree because I'm in my 30s. I got a kid. I need to work and go to school. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to get this working degree and I'm going to go to med school and I'm going to, you know, raise my three-year-old son. Like, you know, that was my goal. Um, so the way that I did it was I became a lab assistant while I was working on my clinical laboratory science degree. And what I found out is like all of the barriers that you have to overcome to enter a profession at a higher level were kind of lessened at a lower level. So when I decided to open the nonprofit, I wanted to create a lab assistant program where women could get certified and licensed as lab assistants. And then that would be their entryway into healthcare fields. And then from there, they could upgrade their degree. They can get go to a two-year MLT degree or a four-year MLS degree. They could go to be midwives, doctors, whatever they wanted to do. Because once they went through that initial entry point as a lab assistant, then the ceiling, you know, became unreachable. So I, um, it didn't happen, you know, worked on it, created 15 other programs mm -hmm. before that one actually took off. So we were able to get some funding um, and support from multiple in entities, the Hilton Foundation, Blue Cross Blue Shield, Louisiana, just all of these different places because with the COVID pandemic definitely showed was that there was a shortage of lab personnel and people to like work in the laboratory setting which is something we've all known for years but it really heightened it so there was an appetite to do a rapid reskilling program and do a program inside of the prison to get people certified and licensed as lab assistants so we began working with hospitals to get job placement and just all of these different things and um to date we have graduated in the past six months um close to 30 women hey, yeah actionable things yeah congrats. and 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 they are um being placed in hospitals now we help them you know we do everything we do the teaching we um pay any probation fees that they need in order to maintain their licensure we pay for the applications their fingerprints 
We will buy uniforms. We help with childcare. We help with transportation because, you know, people think that when you give somebody an opportunity, that that's all that they need. Gotcha. But if you're not invested in a person taking advantage of the opportunity, it's like you haven't even given it to them. It's still out of reach because they can't do all of the things that they need in order to grab hold of the opportunity. So all of the programs at the organization, um, at Operation Restoration, are really like holistic and built in a way where like, mm -hmm. if you don't do this thing, it's truly because you're not ready right. at this time because we try to um, foresee any barrier and remove it for you. And when is the election? November 8th. November 8th. So yes. For everybody listening and, and they love your story and they want to support, how can they support you? Yeah, campaigns need money, people, okay? <laughs> Kennedy has a whole lot of money in his campaign right now, so we got to make sure Sarita is competitive in that way also. Absolutely. I think that um, our community doesn't really understand in the same way that other communities know that, like, people tell me, Sarita, I'm going to vote for you, and I'm like, thank you so much. I appreciate it, but if we don't get some money... You won't be able to vote Even for me. Even if you could do $10, guys, <laughs> it, everything yes. helps. So every, on all social medias, um, my handles are support Sarita Saib. So that's on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. It's support Sarita Saib. S-Y-R-I-T-A-S-T-E-I-B. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. There you go. Yeah. Support Sarita. And that was, that's the website as well? And the website is just www.saritasaib.com. Yeah, I'm glad that you came up here because I did want you to just your story to me is so fascinating. And the work that you do also is like very um, organic. And I just feel like you'll be doing this regardless. It's not because you're doing this because you're running for office. This is the work that you've been putting in prior to this and voices like this uh, we need. And so just for Louisiana to hopefully get some diversity and representation for a black woman to finally have this type of position would be really important. Yeah. And I'm the only woman in the race. And I am also pro-choice and all of the things that I think that I know how to, you know, fight for as it relates to women. But protecting marriage rights. Absolutely. I mean, yeah. my wife, if they, I mean, yeah. <laughs> if, if they take away, you know, marriage protection rights, like it affects me like. My wife and myself, we met when we were 19. <laughs> She's formerly incarcerated as well. She does amazing work in the bail um, industry, the Safety and Freedom Fund in New Orleans, because that's one of the programs that we bond people out who are unable to pay their bond. Um, but I mean, it's like, this is what we do all day, every day. This is who we are. And people say, Sarita, like, why are you running? It is not just because I feel like I have to. It is also like this is the next iteration of the places that we have been locked out of and that it is my responsibility to do everything in my power to grant access um, to spaces for people to begin to say what their needs are and, 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 and say, hey, this is what we want. This is the type of the policy that we need to see to bring relief to our communities. I don't think that, you know, my place in life is to do things for our people it is to support and do things with people so that they can get um the things that they need so that is my driving force um i've done a lot of work on the federal level but what i also understood is like people don't even know what senators do <laughs> you know like what they're responsible for and and we've seen some of them blocking bills man <laughs> listen the u.s senate is the long game like you know for real like the things that we are fighting for today will affect your children and your grandchildren like what we're seeing today in the world is from the Clinton administration you know the Bush administration it's not from Biden and Trump we haven't even seen those effects right yet and um, I think that people just really really don't understand that and they don't grasp 
all of the things that right. the U.S. senators are responsible for. Well, I just donated, so you go oh, out I there and you, you donate right now. Please, please. It doesn't. You you can start off with ten dollars. I mean, on on the tab is a little more than that, but you can donate whatever you want. All right, so just no make federal sure you elections. The maximum is twenty nine hundred. You can't donate more than twenty nine hundred. I'm gonna have to send it back to you. <laughs> yeah, so you can donate up to you know anyone you want. Ten dollars, a hundred, two fifty five thousand, fifteen two or twenty nine hundred, like she said. Yeah, did you donate yet? No, but I'm going to. All right. We'll put you on the spot. Do it now. I just did. <laughs> Make sure you donate. Again, it's Sarita Stibe, S-Y-R-I-T-A-S-T-E-I-B.com. And we appreciate you for joining us this morning. Yes. Thank y'all so much for having me. You just don't know how much I appreciate it. Thank you. All right. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. We're welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It's called Point Game with John Wall and CJ Teledano. It's an insider's look at the NBA and the coaches surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick in the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give us his unique perspective on the hottest topics in the league and tell the best behind-the-scenes stories from his time in the NBA. CJ will be bringing his A-list comedian buddies to keep it light and fire off some hoop takes. Plus, John will be inviting current and former NBA players, friends, and teammates to join the show as well to give their unfiltered accounts of what really goes on in the league from a player's perspective. So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Teledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview, Great Falls, offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Zikazoo is moderated by real, live people who review content before it's posted on the feed. Oh, <laughs> I especially love the dance challenges. So much fun. Oh, and there's no comments or messaging, so you don't get any of that negativity that's all over other social networks. All oh, my friends love it. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Uh, that's great, but I wouldn't be doing Zigazoo if it wasn't fun. She would not be doing it if I didn't think her data was safe. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids! <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee. Rumor has it. Rumor, rumor, rumor. 
Breakfast Club. So listen up. Man, this Megan Thee Stallion versus Carl Crawford and Jay Prince uh, back and forth is not going anywhere. Now, Jay Prince is defending Carl Crawford amidst all of this Megan Thee Stallion label issues. He posted for years, we have stood by quietly as Megan and her management at Rock Nation has lied about Carl Crawford and his 1501 label. The truth is that Carl discovered, developed, and fully financed Megan earlier in her career, which led to a life-changing distribution agreement with, for her with 300 Entertainment. From 1501's earliest agreement with Megan, long before Megan was a household name, 1501 generously agreed to give Megan 40% of its profits, which is substantially more than the customary record royalty that a new artist receives from a record label. Any attempt to portray a contract that provides a new unknown artist with 40% of the label's profits as unconscionable or unfair is blatantly false and contrary to the customs or norms in the music industry. So Jay Prince is saying the deal is she got 40% of the profits and that's not something that's usual in the music business. All right. Why now, do they keep going back and forth? Why don't they settle us in court? Well, you know, Megan Thee Stallion, uh, she's suing for a, a million dollars and... They've been going back and forth, and she posted, When my mama died, I knew a bunch of hood N-words who just started a label for the first time were not going to be able to manage me properly, so I got with Rock. By this time, I was a bigger artist, and I asked to renegotiate, not leave. What was wrong with that? That man is greedy. I'm so over these grown-ass men trying to take credit away from the work me and my mama put into the beginning of my career. Me and my mom developed my career. I was already known for freestyling, and I was already working on Tina Snow before I got to 1501. Now, here is what Carl Crawford had to say. I'm just saying, y'all so real. You ain't never in Houston. You only put South Walk and them on the project because you ain't been around. And you want everybody to think, oh, you H-Town, United Southside. When I'm here, you ain't even from the Southside. Man, what is y'all talking about? Bro, everybody know what happened. You know, they gonna act like they cool and all that shit. Man, please. I mean, I ain't worried about y'all. T-Ferris ain't worried about you. Y'all know that. You ain't gonna see him again until you need it, until he needs y'all for something else. Only time they come to Houston is when they finna get some type of some type of show or something. Who, who else you help put on? Megan, you ain't got on no girls project. I ain't see you get on Ken and the men, Libra Jolie, you know what I'm talking about? There's other girls from Houston that you could help put on. So real, when you gonna do that? Now, she said on social media, they keep signing people and everyone got the same story. Go find all the girls and the guys that started over there with me and some of the girls after me. Ask anybody in Houston how that man is fake. He said he talks so much about Jay Prince. Now that's your bestie. Okay. Uh, he also tried to say that Megan's not even from Houston. Megan is H-Town. Megan from San Antonio. Please. Don't nobody got a, got a, got a dead-end <laughs> story about Megan. <laughs> Go find one. Who saw Megan playing when they was a kid? Nobody. The H-Town Heidi ain't really from H-Town. She rubbed Houston because everybody rubbed Houston. Everybody want to say they rubbed Houston. We we so loved out of town, you know what I'm talking about? Everybody. Look at Drake. He like, you know what I'm saying? You got that effect, effect everywhere. Now, Megan Thee Stallion responded to that, and she said, one more thing, because he's still going. This 42-year-old man said he never heard a story about me playing as a kid where I'm from. Sir, I would hope 42-year-old men couldn't tell you where I was playing at as a kid. Now I'm just a made-up character <laughs> from Houston. Nobody in Houston knows me. I just started claiming Houston when I got famous. Like, it ain't school pictures and some more ish out in the world. It's too much. Man. Yeah, I'm sure it's people I'm sure it's people that I'm sure it's people that went to school with Megan. I was like, oh, I would have to play with Yeah, so... 
Man, I hate that the two of them have to keep on going back and forth like this. So yes, I don't know when her contract is up, stupid. but it feels like just fulfill the contract and move on and never deal with them again. I've signed some things that I wish I hadn't signed too. Well, I, I heard Charlamagne ain't from Monk's Corner. There ain't no pictures of him in Monk's Corner as a kid. <laughs> We've seen one. No, we seen glasses and. I don't know anything else, Monk's Corner. Sounds like he's there now. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like he's in Monk's Corner. All right, now Sammy uh, versus close. Sammy versus Ray J. There's some issues with the two of them. You know, they're in the group RSVP together. And Ray J went on his IG stories to discuss the issue that he had with Sammy. Because of my actions, then kicked me out of the group because of my actions. All I'm saying is, like, you know, and he ain't even really, he ain't really even back. And so, it's you know, I feel real bad about it. Because he ain't even want to back. And I ain't even want to I love that. You feel me? Like a motherfucking brother. I'm just saying, we all trying to get this right and trying to be at peace with, 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 with what it is. You feel me? Well, this is what it is. We at peace now. You feel me? I, I love, I love, I love Sammy. We all been, we all been partying. They just started the group a week ago. Yeah, he so got apparently he's saying that he got into a fight with Sammy and beat him up. Now, Sammy is saying that did not happen. There's a bruise on his face, but here's oh, his explanation. I don't even know what Ray J put on his live, but I did I did hear that he said um, he me up. Ray J me up is like the equivalent of him hitting all the high notes. I, uh, I broke my phone last night, and I lost my AirPods, so I'm buying new AirPods. did take a, a fall last night, though. I didn't have my Crocs uh, in sports mode. I'm good, I'm good. It was a, it was just a long night. What happened was I got two turned. I reached for the door, and the door wasn't there, and I fell. <laughs> it was a long night. I reached for the door, the door wasn't there, and I fell. They too old to be fighting, man. <laughs> so, so 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 wait, you, you, you telling me the party's not happening? What? RSVP. I, I RSVP'd for nothing? Yes, you RSVP'd <laughs> for nothing. That's you telling me? The party's not happening. Oh, man. Jesus Christ. So now it's Jesus. just SVP. By the way, the last, I guess, the last time Ray J described a fight, it was way better, though. Just want to tell y'all that. Haven't heard him describe a fight in about 12 years. But the last time he described a fight was with a uh, Fabulous. That wasn't as good as the Fabulous one at all. All right. Well, that is your rumor report. All right, Charlamagne. Who are you giving that donkey to? Uh, four after the hour, man. We're going to have a discussion about why when uh, things look too good to be true, they probably are. We actually need to up that, update that phrase, but we'll talk about it four after the hour. All right. We'll get to that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Samsung's new Galaxy Z Flip 4 and Z Fold 4 are foldable. Self-standing phones that let you capture hands-free selfies. Pre-order the Galaxy Z Flip 4 or Z Fold 4 at Samsung.com now to get a free storage upgrade in case. Valid August 10th through August 25th, 2022. See terms and conditions that apply. Don't be out here acting like a donkey. Hee-haw, bitch. Hee-haw. It's time for Donkey of the Day. <laughs> I'm a big boy. I can take it. If he feel I deserve it, ain't no big deal. I know Charlamagne guy gonna have some funny sleep out his mouth. If you gotta say something you may not agree with, doesn't mean I'm mean. Who's getting that donkey? That donkey. That don't, 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 don't. Donkey of the day, right there. <laughs> the, the Breakfast Club, bitches. You can call me the donkey of the day, but like, I mean no harm. Donkey of the day for Wednesday, August 24th, goes to a 37-year-old man from Mississippi named Joey Lee. Crooked letter I, crooked letter, crooked letter I, humpback, humpback I. Uh, I'm not going to lie. 
this donkey is kind of hard to do because it's always hard to do a donkey when you completely understand why a person did what they did and trust me i totally understand why this brother joey did what he did look man times is hard out here okay the gap between the haves and have nots is wider than it's ever been and that's why it's so easy to finesse folks nowadays with all of these you know get rich quick schemes yes sadly people are trying to turn 700 into 7,000 on instagram but i just want to stress to all my peoples out there if it looks too good to be true then it probably is and that's why joey lee Ware has to get the biggest he hard today because he's 37 he should know better and what happened to him what happened to him lord lord he should know better let's go to wxxv25 for the report please Kaser Air Force Base has a group of volunteers who clean up periodically along the beach. While they were cleaning on Saturday, they found more than just trash. The volunteers were cleaning up around the beach near White Avenue and came across several bricks, which are actual kilos of cocaine. They found a total of eight wrapped up bricks of cocaine, which prompted an, an immediate call to Biloxi police. Before the day was over, 11 and a half bricks with a street value of $1 million were recovered. One and a half bricks were found after arresting a man who decided to keep the bricks for himself. According to Biloxi police, Joey Lee was charged with aggravated trafficking of a controlled substance. He's awaiting an initial appearance. And one and a half was actually discovered by a citizen, and this is the important part. If you discover it, you should call us. He instead decided to do other things with it, and he was arrested and charged with aggravated trafficking. <sighs> Poor Joey. I know Future told us that God is blessing all the trap in words, but the reality of the situation is Satan got a kingdom too. Don't think that everything that glitters is gold because it's not. And I'm the type of person, if it's not from God, I don't want it. And trust me when I tell you, drugs or drug money is not of God. But you have to put yourself in Joey's shoes to understand what could lead a person to this. We don't know what his financial situation is, but I'm going to just assume it's not the greatest. All right, this brother has probably been praying for a plug when i say praying for a plug i don't even mean a drug connect i'm just saying this brother was praying for somebody to plug him into something anything that can make his financial situation better so imagine volunteering to clean up and they come across one million dollars in drugs in your mind you have to know you can't take that dope don't do it all right it's just like making a fake llc to get a ppp loan don't do it i know the government been getting over on us for years i completely understand you want some get back but do we understand we will never and i mean never be able to beat the system at its own game it's a trap all of this is by systemic design that they keep us in these positions and lord we make it easy for them falling for this kind of bait okay and speaking of traps i personally personally believe that's exactly what this was 15 bricks of cocaine just rush up on shore with some volunteers happened to be cleaning up with a Dior label on them. Okay, let me tell you something. I would have ran away from those bricks. I'm talking I would have ran away and got 20 miles down the road and had someone else calling the police to tell them to come get their dope. Come get the dope they planted because me and mine not touching it. You don't get a damn thing but trouble making that kind of discovery. And the way my anxiety is set up, the first thing I would have thought when I saw that dope is this is a trap. All right, the white man about to drop a net on all of us. We always talk about that expression. If it's too good to be true, it probably is. But do we know what that truly means? By definition, this phrase is used to describe situations which are so good that it is barely believable that such a situation is possible or even likely.
15 bricks of cocaine with Dior logos washing up on shore is highly unlikely. And I know, Joey, you've seen stuff like this happen in movies and you hear it in music and you probably saw this and said, this is going to be a lick. This going to be a hell of an origin story. But no, if something seems more exciting, pleasing or ideal than seems reasonable, then it likely isn't genuine, legitimate or true. Okay, if the bank accidentally puts a million in your bank account and you decide to buy a house with it, I personally believe that should be the bank's fault for making such a grave mistake. And what do they expect you to do with a million dollars, especially if you've been praying, tithing, offering, waiting for a blessing, and then something like that happens? Of course you're going to spend it, but you're also going to be the one that ends up in trouble because of it. I know it's not fair. All right, we figured this out about life already, but I guess Joey still believed Okay, I guess he still believed that dope gave him hope and now he's been arrested and charged with, with aggravated trafficking and is being held on a $150,000 bond. Let me give you all the advice that police captain Thomas Goldworthy said, if you discover it, call us. Simple, okay? Police are urging residents not to go down the same path as Joey, and they just want you to call authorities if you come across these kind of stashes like this. Yes, my people, please, when you come across things like this, I don't care if it's drugs, guns, money, just look at it like it's all a trap because it is. The system setting you up for failure once again, all right? The moral of the story is if something seems too be good, to, if something seems too good to be true, keywords to be true it probably is we actually need to change that phrase to if something seems too good it's probably a scam so treat it like a scam and scram please give the latest victim in this evil system's wicked game joey Ware, the sweet sounds of the hamiltons oh now you are the donkey of the When we come back, ask he 800-585-1051. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. This is, I've been wanting to call for a while, but um, I've been afraid. Now, um, yesterday I got some news that I would not, I was accepted into NYU um, residency program. Mm -hmm. um, yesterday I got some news that my financial aid would not cover everything. And that's fine. Now I have to shift. Um, I was very disappointed yesterday, crying and everything, but I can't stay stuck in that. So I do have a coaching business that, I'm, that I've been working on. Um, I've been working on getting the website built, um, just having people work with me to get it on, but I'm afraid to launch the coaching business. Okay, the coaching business, why are you afraid to launch it? I just feel, you know what, I think I just, I've developed fear over the years just of um, being judged. I mean, I have the experience. I've been in therapy. I have a sociology degree. I did a lot to work on my own self. Mm -hmm. And I also have a podcast that I'm working on. But the problem is, is that I'm standing in my own way. I know that for a fact. And I'm just afraid to just, you know, live my life the way I really want to live it. And that would be to launch my business. I wanted to do my my residency with NYU, mm -hmm. but that's that was just temporary. I would, you know, just be a job for now until I do fully become an entrepreneur. So what's the so so, so here's what I have to do because sometimes yes we get scared to do new ventures. Hope you know we get scared. What if it doesn't work out? But what's the worst thing that could happen after you launch this business? Um, I, I you know what it could. 
Well, I would say it won't fail because I know who I am. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I'm definitely standing in my own way because I have personality. I'm beautiful. I'm kind. I'm empathetic. I'm literally everything. And I'm not being conceited. I just know the great attributes within myself. Right. It's just the fear. I cannot let go of this fear. And it has plagued me for, I would say, 30 years. And it's terrible. You know, the, I, the thing you should be most scared of is not pursuing those things that you're passionate about. That's a scary thing. That's scarier than even trying. You know, to me, the worst thing that could happen is you try and maybe it doesn't work the way that you anticipate it, but you can always make it happen because like you said, you have the skills, you've been doing your research, you have all of the, uh, uh, what do you call it, credits to be able to do that. And so the worst thing that you could do is not even try. So I have one more follow-up question. Mm-hmm. How do I get over the fear of social media because I have my website built. I have everything that I need to do to post on my my IG, Facebook, all of that. But I am afraid to do any of that. I have no problem talking to people. But it's just that social media thing, getting on there and then doing live. It's, that is, oh my God, it's terrifying. Yeah. And you know what? Listen, my whole thing is when it comes to social media, The only things that people will know and respond to is what you put out there. And that's fine. There's going to be people that agree with you, people who don't agree with you. But what people will do is respect that you're even doing this. And so I just feel like I get it. Like we have a lot of fears that are instilled in us. And a lot of it, like you said, you're putting on yourself. But I think once you start doing it and get more comfortable doing it, sometimes the best thing to do is face your fears. Keep doing things that scare you. And then eventually it won't be as scary anymore. There's a lot of things that I've been scared to do in my life. And sometimes you just got to go full force, do it. And then once you do it, it gets easier and easier every single time. But the main thing is to just do it. You know, and you're going to have to make some tweaks. Maybe you'll do you'll go live and you're like, okay, it would be better if I did it at this time. It's all, you know, calculated. And so I think for this to support what it is that you want to do and you want to help other people, the work that you're going to do is going to be really important. And so, you know, I think I actually really enjoy being scared to do something and then doing it successfully. Those are the things that bring me the most joy, the things that I was most scared of. Okay, you know what? I'm going to reach out there because you know what? I'm also trying to get ready for your show because I'm going to be on your show one day, Angela. There you go. What's your Instagram so people can follow you right now and see what you got going on? I don't have, that's the thing. I don't have everything posted yet. Okay. So I'm going to call back though. I'm going to follow up. So I am working with the guys with my website. I have a whole team. So once I get that straight, I'm going to call back because I want to come correct. I don't want them to come to the, the website but like, she don't have nothing going on. All right. Well, DM me so I can take a look at it when you're ready. I will. Thank you so much, G. Okay. All right. Bye-bye. All right. We got more Ask E when we come back. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're in the middle of Ask Ye. Hello. Who's this? Lenard. Yee, how you doing? What is it? Lenard? Yes, yes, ma'am. Oh, okay. We have a Lenard here. What's your question? Oh, late, uh, yeah, I'm calling. My girl stepped out on me, seated on me. Okay. I'm calling to see what I need to do about it. it it's killing me. Well, I see you still call her yeah. your girl, so you guys haven't broken up. No, ma'am. We rent our own house, and we, we ain't been in the seven months. Mm. So, and all this started since we moved in together. 
Okay, so explain to me what happened, how you found out she cheated, what's going on. <clears throat> okay, well, I did something I had no business doing. We hadn't been talking for like six or seven days, and she had went to sleep, and I went through her phone and seen the texts where they had been texting and getting together. And I'm thinking I'm doing right, but all the while she was doing that. And I don't know how long it's been going on. Did you ask her? Yeah, but she won't She won't talk. She won't talk. Is she? Does she want to stay together and work it out or not? I, I kind of feel like she do, but she can still keep saying that I scarred her and hurt her. How did you hurt her? It's going to take time. Well, I, I wasn't being the man she wanted to do when I was helping other folks and helping her ex. She was talking to her ex at the beginning of the relationship. Mm-hmm. We've been together for 14 and a half years. Okay. So you stepped out and she has stepped out. No, man, I, I, ain't, I ain't stepped out. I was just helping her and she didn't want me to continue helping. I, ain't, I haven't cheated on her. Okay, so you were helping your ex. Yeah. Okay. Helping uh, other folks that might need help. Mm. And y'all have been together 14 and... I think the main thing is that she has to take accountability for herself, right? And she can say that you've hurt her before, and that could be true. But what about what she's doing now to hurt you? That's not the answer. I'm not going to hurt you because you hurt me. She's also not answering any questions that you have. And she owes that to you to at least be able to have a conversation to put your mind, you know, so you can put these things together and make a decision based on all of the things that she tells you. Because what if this is a relationship that she's been going on for six years? What if she's in love with... Exactly, yeah. Listen, I seen the take. They they, they are in love because every morning they work at the same job. Every morning they say, hey, babe, I love you. Uh, I'm sorry. It, it was a couple of days we was at the house and her sister popped up. And she told the guy, yeah, my sister messed up a plan to get with you. Oh, and, wow. You know, yeah. So Do you, it, it, Leonard, it's really killing me. is this something yeah, that you really feel like you can move past and get over? Yes, ma'am. You think you could? Like you say. Is this yeah, something you like really you say, feel? She it, won't, mm-hmm. Yeah, she won't open up. She won't open up and say, like you say, she admit she's sorry, but like you say, she won't take accountability for, for what she done. Yeah, I can't. And she has to see this person at work every single day. Yes, ma'am. And the fact that she won't even take accountability, how is she supposed to move on and do the right thing when she won't even say what, you know, that what she did was wrong and that she's going to stop? Yeah, exactly. And she keeps saying we'll take it one day at a time. I'm like, well, how you can tell me you take it one day at a time and you the one messed up? You know, I'm going to say this, Leonard. You need to tell her what it is that she needs to do for you to feel more like you could even give it a chance. And if she can't do those things, then you can't be with her. Okay, okay. You know, think about what it is that you need. This is what I need in order for me to even consider us working things out. And to be honest, I don't know if she wants to work it out. If she's still going to work and talking to this person and not taking accountability and telling you, let's take it one day at a time. And she's not going really, really hard to try to make it happen. Then I'm not sure where her head is at. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm trying to figure out. Because we can be there and if you see her get texted. Your phone ringing at 11.30, texting 11.30. Yeah, I said, well, who's texting? Oh, they're my boys. 
Yeah, no, that's not fair to you, sir. She's going to do whatever she wants, and she's not taking accountability. And if she can't do that, that's not somebody that you should be with. I know y'all have been together for a long time, but that don't mean you got to stay together. Okay, y'all, that's what I need to hear. I promise I've been trying to call ever since that happened. I just want to get your opinion on it. Yes, you you deserve somebody who you can trust. Okay, who actually you don't have to be going through their phone because you suspect something and nobody wants to live their life like that. Okay, thank you, Yee. Thank you. You're welcome. All right, thanks. All right, that was Ask Yee. Now, if you want to talk to her, 800-585-1051. Now, we got rumors on the way? Yes, and if DJ Khaled said it, it must be true. He talked about Jay-Z's verse on his album, God Did, would be one of his greatest verses. The Breakfast Club. It's about time. What's going on? Rumor Report. Rumor Report. This is the Rumor Report. With Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. All right, well, little TJ has a billboard up in the Bronx that says, I'm back. So that's good news. As you guys recall, he was shot at a Chipotle restaurant in Edgewater, New Jersey. On June 22nd, he was unconscious after an emergency surgery. People were concerned that he wasn't going to survive, but fortunately, he is back. Good. Yes. So shout out to him. God bless little TJ. Absolutely. I wonder what his mindset is right now. I want to know how this situation changed him, you know? That's what I want to know. All right. Now, um, let's talk about YK Osiris. He was on lip service, and that episode came out yesterday. And one thing that he talks about a lot of different things. Um, you know, he only gets oral with the condom on, he said. And he also talked about having sex with nine girls in one day. So in one day, in a span of 24 hours, what's the most amount of women you've ever had sex with? At one, at one day? Yeah. Like, nah. What? I was on tour, girls like this on my door, and then like every 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 four minutes, like every four minutes. So they ran a train on you. No, like yeah, they did. It wasn't like back to back. It was like three back to back. But I get to the hotel, like. Were you able to that many times? Was, in one I day? wasn't think about it. I was just on, I was just having fun. Did you know. or did, were you like right. holding it? Um, some of them I didn't. Ooh, hump day Wednesday. Yes, nine is a lot. Mm-mm-mm. In in one day, so. They definitely ran a train on him. All right, now DJ Khaled sat down with Speedy Mormon for Complex, and he talked about Jay-Z's verse on God Did. He said it's good enough to make it onto the list of his greatest verses. There's been a lot of rumblings, Khaled, about one verse in particular. It's this Jay-Z verse. Just I've, I've just been hearing rumblings about it. What can The rumors are look- true. The rumors are true. You know, a lot of rumors are not true, but these is true. People saying it's the best gay verse they've heard in a long time. I let y'all decide that. I'm telling you is if there was a greatest hits of Jay-Z verses, <clears throat> it's on there. That I'll tell you for a fact. Okay. I like the way I like the way Khaled sold that because everybody else been putting a lot of sauce on this whole verse. Okay. And, and, you know, I call this Memphis Bleak and something. Because remember when Jay put too much sauce on Bleak back in the day? He told us Bleak was the new improved him. And we love Bleak. Bleak was great. He got bangers. But Hope put too much sauce on Bleak. So we had an expectation. And when he didn't meet that expectation, we didn't appreciate Bleak like we should. So, therefore, I don't want to have no expectation for this verse. So I'm glad. I like how Khaled sold that just now. Mm-hmm. All right. In addition to that, he talked about how he felt when Barack Obama walked out to his record, All I Do Is Win. You know hip-hop believed in you, but when you saw Obama walk out to All I Do Is Win, 
I imagine that had to be something that she was like, I was what sleeping the at the Satai Hotel in New York. I was um, working at Def Jam at that time, and my phone wouldn't stop ringing. Had a hundred texts. Sway hit me up. Yo, Obama just walked out of your sh all I do is win. Then I started getting a million calls. My mom, this and that and that. You know how that felt? The president, our president that we love, that I still love, that I still feel like he's my president. Obama walked out to all I do is win. He could have picked any record. That's a fact. He picked the DJ Khaled one. That's dope. Yeah, it's a good feeling. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's big. That's big. That's a start. All right. And Meghan Markle has launched her Spotify podcast series. And the first episode, Archetypes, is Serena Williams. Here is Serena Williams talking about retiring. And here's what she had to say about making those decisions. Don't think I'm sad. It's not sad tears. They're just like, it's weird because you have to think about it. I've been doing this since I was... Uh, since I can remember and I'm 40 years old now. So it's like my whole entire being and my whole entire life has been for one purpose. Honestly, I can't wait to wake up one day and literally never have to worry about performing on such a high level and, you know, you know, competing. And I've actually never felt that. I mean, I've had a baby and I stopped and I've had injuries, but there was always somewhere in the back of my mind that, it's still a possibility. So for it to just be completely gone is, is it's new territory for me. Wow. All right. Well, congratulations to her. Salute to her. And the next week's guest will be Mariah Carey on that podcast. So, so Megan Markle gave up the throne to be a podcaster. Drop on the Clues Bonds podcasting, damn it. All right. <laughs> it makes me wonder, makes me wonder what Lisa McDowell would have done with herself if Prince Hakeem would have gave up the throne. You think, Prince, you think Lisa would have gotten the radio back in the early 1900s? Maybe she'd have did a mixtape. I'm sure she'd be doing yeah, 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 more yeah, than yeah. hosting a podcast. Yeah. Well, yeah, because her daddy was an entrepreneur. What do you mean more than hosting a podcast? Hosting a podcast no, I said, I'm sure she's Please, doing Megan more than... Give... I'm sure she's doing more than just that, though. She's an actress, too. Let's not forget that. Well... Spotify, I'm sure, gave her. No, not, I'm not sure. Spotify gave her a big bag, right? Okay, to do that podcast. I'm sure. I just wonder what Lisa McDowell would have done. She was in Queens, so she would have done mixtapes. That was the yeah, 19. She had the dope echo on mixtapes, right? Yep. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because she was in the what 80s, 19, or 19, eighth decade of the 1900s. 80s. Yeah. yeah. All she right. did mixtapes. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for that donkey of the day. To people. Well, that was rumor oh, report. I said donkey today. Um, thank you for that rumor report. The People's <laughs> Choice mixes up next. Let's go. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Leaving a child in a hot vehicle can lead to their death very quickly. Set cell phone reminders or place something you'll need in the back seat so you don't forget your child is in the car. Look for your baby before you lock. Paid for by NHTSA. Hey everybody, it's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. All right, it's time to get up out of here. Charlamagne, you got a positive note? Yes, uh, the positive note is simply this. And first of all, I want to say too, man, uh, salute to everybody who's been watching a hell of a week, my late night talk show um, on Comedy Central. It comes on every Thursday night at 11.30 p.m., but you can scream it on Paramount+. Plus. A lot of people have been screaming it on Paramount+. Plus. I just want to say thank you, man, and uh, continue to catch up on hell of a week on Paramount+. Plus. Okay? Okay. Now, the positive note is simply this. If you are serious about growth, be serious about accountability. If you are serious about abundance, be serious about gratitude. If you are serious about intimacy, be serious about vulnerability. If you are serious about discipline, be serious about delayed gratification. Breakfast club, bitches! Y'all finished or y'all done? 
Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview Great Falls offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids like yours, and all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- craft month with the perfect pizza at home class from craftsy and anytime is right to listen to iheart radio's iheart country radio discover more shows and movies for free ready to unlock a world of entertainment philips roku tv has america's favorite tv streaming platform built in so you can watch live tv catch every game discover must-see shows and hit movies and get all the best streaming apps in one place like iheart for all your favorite music radio and podcasts watch what you want when you want immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4k picture and sound for every budget with sizes for every room find your perfect philips roku tv today online or at your local walmart and sam's club